The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Stephanie Meyer today. And uh, we are so excited that you are here with us. And it's a gorgeous day. The weather report is, yo, it is gorgeous out. After the... uh, after the devil wind that came through the oh other God, day. It made me so crabby. Oh, it was the worst. Crabby. 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 Some of you can attest to that. Oh, I, I, I It was, was so not crabby. Great. The 90 degree wind that was just <laughs> everywhere was not fun. No. But today is gorgeous. So here's the deal. Let's uh let's do top two in hour two. Oh. <laughs> Rage. We are we don't have to have it. Give me the old one. So sorry. Now, the Whitney Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. It's the time that we talk about the things that we love, and we don't even need a sounder all the time because, you know, I made Rachel have to deal with, like, all the callers in the break, so that was a lot, right? Did we get a caller? We did. We got a winner. We got a winner for the Smokeout Fest. Congrats, Jennifer. Well done, Jennifer. Uh, you know, uh, uh, unpaid researcher Phil was caller number one. He was a little bummed out, but that's okay. But Phil, we got you, you know, we'll take care of you. Um, okay. So basically you guys, this is the time that where we talk about a couple things that we are loving. Why don't you go ahead? What's your first one? My first one is I made a pot roast this week, which I kind of got a little pushback on Instagram because I said it was pot roast season and people were like, uh, no, not, not yet. yet. But um, I made a pot roast too. Did you really? I did. Oh, I didn't post any friends. pictures of it, but I just made Wait, one. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, just a, I've got several pot roast recipes on freshtart.com and I made the one that has a little horseradish in it oh. and some 
sweet potatoes and some kale, and it was bomb. That is good. Mine yes. was, I did it with Liftbridge Oktoberfest beer. Oh, yeah. You know, and then a little bit of water, and I just throw in, like, garlic and shallots into yeah. it. I did nothing else. And then, here's the deal, is, like, I'm totally learning how to be pot roast like solo, you know what I mean? Because it's I used batch to buy, cooking, babe. It's called batch cooking. It is, and I like I bought. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't I have didn't a teenager to eat the whole oh thing in god. one serving. I know, I'm like you know, like leftovers. Oh my god! But you're right. I'm just batch cooking now. You are. You are batch and cooking. it really worked because I actually made the best pita sandwich with the leftover pot mm-hmm. roast, white cheddar, and a, just a just a, a amount of arugula that was obscene. It's so good. I I hope that we're inspiring everyone to batch cook tomorrow and make a pot roast, and then right. you have dinner for a few days which yeah. is the way right unless you have giant hungry teens and then you have dinner for one day that's true that's the thing that's literally why it's been so hard for me to follow your stuff because i'm like i have to do this like on a scale that is unknown to man that's not now <laughs> now you're free now i'm free although right. we miss you jakey we do we do he's not listening no. <laughs> <laughs> all right so my first one you guys is gonna be uh all Saints, which is, you know, the restaurant that is opening next week in the old Bardo space. Um, but I have to tell you specifically at All Saints, I had a Gibson. I had a Gibson martini. And I got to tell you, it just like I haven't had a Gibson, which is basically a martini with a pickled onion in it. Mm-hmm. It is so savory mm. in that way that you want like if here's the deal. I started the day that, that night with like a little summer aisle punch and it was a beautiful punch. It was like a, a little bit of brandy and it was sort of a light, you know, lemony, beautiful thing. And it was perfect, but it was, you know, it's a sweeter thing. And then you go to the Gibson and I was like, this is what I want with my food. Yeah. If I'm in a cocktail. I don't want sweet with my food. I wanted, and I had the scallops and it was like perfect with the scallops. Oh, what it was a combo. Like, I was going to say nuts. oysters or scallops. Yes. And like actually that. I'm going to go back and get a burger and get the Gibson. Mm, I know. I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> but like the, seriously, the, the idea of uh, having um, an onion in your cocktail is like one of those things that I remember from. You know, like people's parents doing, I'd be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like, that is so bizarre. My parents did exactly that. For sure. And it was lovely. So here I am going, like, literally, I'm looking. And I haven't seen a lot of Gibsons on menus, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. And um, one of my friends, I'm- John Olson, told me that uh, he says there is one on the Muriel menu as well. Oh. So I might, we might have to go and sit at that little bar counter. Yeah, maybe we just need to do, like, a little Gibson series. Maybe we do a Gibson crawl. Yeah. Well, let's well, do that. Not, maybe not all in the same maybe, night. Maybe not right. the same night. Maybe it's like a weekend or a week we long. We run into you after three Gibsons. We apologize I can barely have one. And I mean, like, that's the thing. Is like, I can drink five fingers of whiskey and be fine and, like, recite the Constitution. But, like, one Gibson, and I'm like, anyway. 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 Yeah. I know. Okay, what's your second one? My second one uh, is our dinner last night at Cardamom. It was a big deal for me. I've been literally in the mountains all summer, and I was back out in public in a very chic, warm, lovely space. I was with you. We had great food. We had great cocktails. There was art yes. around, and as we walked away, we were like, oh, my God, we <sighs> miss art. we got to have theater again. We have to do it again. I know. It's just been such a hole in our lives, and so it pushed a lot of buttons for me. So That's good. It was and really that is, fun. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it, yeah. that it was, you know, like you got some of the outdoor space, but we were indoors, and yes. it was like, and here's, let me tell you quickly, the way that you order at Cardamom was, or at least the way we did, was through a QR code, which I know a lot of people are annoyed at, you know, by having to snap a picture 
picture of the code on your phone and then order on your phone. This one was actually probably the easiest of all the ones, and it let me keep the tab open. It was like magic. Because it, it was really like food just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Although that's because you were ordering it. But right, still, right, it's a good right. system. But I, this is also that thing where like, I don't like it when you have to like you have to you have to sign out, you have to go and you have to enter your card, you hit right. enter, and then you have to keep doing that yes. with every course. And this one was really nice because you just I snapped it, it was open, and then I let it roll. Yeah. So that was really good. Oh, it felt very the whole thing was very chic. That's the word that just keeps coming to me. So yeah. I loved it. Okay, good. So my second one uh was actually I'm gonna go back to that Ruben at the block and I wanna talk a little bit because I referenced it to that to the caller, but if you missed it, um, the block in St. Louis Park is one of those places that is um, is just kind of, it's the Kraft and Krugids. It's like Duke's on 7, you know, their one. Stanley's Northeast, they just opened. They're upstairs again. You know, it's the How. It's, you know, all these kind of places. It's this collection of restaurants. But the block is sort of this interesting space for me because it has um, vegetarian and vegan dishes in in ways that you would be surprised by. And I was sort of thinking about the veggie forward movement. And that's definitely what All Saints is trying to do. And mm-hmm. it's the idea of, you know, basically taking that ratio of meat and just not making it the star. Like, sure. And in a weird way with your macro, it's kind of that same idea as like loading up on the veggies, keeping the protein, not saying that I'm going to be vegetarian, but just sort of maybe thinking about the ratios a little different. But I have to tell you this Reuben, it really surprised me. I went in as like an experiment and it's a beet Reuben. And so it has all the sauerkraut. It's got vegan bread, but it's a marble rye. And it has uh, this cheese that is vegan cheese. And I've sort of been against a lot of vegan cheese because it just tastes odd and and weird. This was the most delicious sandwich. Sounds incredible. It was like, of course, I missed the pastrami because I love a pastrami. Yes. But it was it was it was different. And it yeah. was right in that different way. Like it was like to me, I wasn't looking for that unctuousness of the pastrami, but it was it it fit all the other pieces, the sauerkraut, the bread, and this cheese. Yeah. Which was shockingly delicious and like smooth and not weird. It was great. It sounds incredible. I love, I don't know what their cheese is made of, but, uh, you know, any sort of cashew cheese the cashew that you cheese make yourself, the- they are delicious. Yeah. I mean, really, really good. So. And are they, I mean, like as far as it goes, we don't, I don't know if it's like, it's not necessarily better for you in in like certain people have dairy issues and that's right that's, if you if you have if you have a lactose dairy, issue right and then you know on the flip side if you're allergic to cashews then you might be better off with the dairy <laughs> just it's very individual obviously it's super true that way yeah yeah so anyway so that was it so that was the uh that was the reuben at it's called the phoebe at the block just Sounds so you know amazing yeah it was pretty great all right you guys we are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some hard ciders and cider fest which is happening today and then we're going to, it's kind of a liquid second half of the show, just to be clear. <laughs> okay. And then we have Zach from the Beer Dabbler, who we're going to have him, call, um, we're going to call him in a little bit. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. We're brought to, brought to you by Knob Creek. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Steph Meyer. Hello. And we are talking all things delicious and uh, and and healthy today, sort of-ish. Yeah. I mean, why not? Balance. It's all good. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Cider, hard cider, because it is Cider Fest today, which is happening at um, the Minneapolis Cider Company. Um, And it's and it's uh, which is kind of over off of I mean, like it's kind of in a strange little area. 
I guess a little bit by northeast, a little bit between north, a little northeastish. But okay. it's a fun place if you guys have not been there. Um, what a day for it! I mean, my God, it's going to be a perfect day for it. I think that it's like tickets are just fifty bucks to be able to go and sample a whole bunch of ciders, and um, I think they have like more than eighteen ciders from around the state, and I mean, like, and from the region. So there's stuff that you probably haven't tasted before. Sounds amazing. I mean, and the thing about Minneapolis Cider Company is they're a great little spot. They have pickleball is the their big. Swear to God, and all the rage, all, it is all the, rage. the rage. Oh my God, everybody, is everybody's playing, playing pickleball. pickleball. Even in the mountains of Montana, people are. Oh, playing really? Pickleball. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's hysterical. Yep. Yeah. So they and they just expanded. They had an expansion party, I think, last weekend, and they expanded their place so they have even more pickleball courts and more. They have a new event area, so I think that's where they're doing it. But it's um, it's just got a good vibe there, and so I think they have a food truck outside and. Yeah, today's a good day to go chat oh up God, some cider makers. That's absolutely incredible. I know, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I think it starts, um, uh, I'm not sure when it starts, but it's basically, um, check them out. We do have a link on the, um, oh, here it is. Uh, it's, okay, never mind. It doesn't tell me the time. Anyway, it's this afternoon. Let's just call it say, it's, this it's afternoon. It's going to be in the middle of the most perfect part of the day. Right, that's and I think you be. can just kind of go to mncider.org. So the Minnesota Cider Guild is kind of a really, it's really cool. I think that they, you know, formed a couple years ago, and it's really important because I think we, as a burgeoning, um, you know, as, a, as, a, as an industry that's kind of growing, this is one of those things where I think when they come together and they share best practices and they share knowledge, I think we only get better. Absolutely. And I think Minnesota is good like that to be collaborative it in is. those ways. I totally agree. I mean, certainly the Twin Cities food scene is, so it absolutely makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. So a couple of the places that are going to be at Cider Fest today, um, you know, we always love Sweetland Orchard and we love Gretchen. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And, you know, she's the one who was in the Zoe, you know, episode with me. Yep. We went right down to Sweetland Orchard because Gretchen knows so much about apples and it's crazy. And she's just knowledgeable about, you know, and she's kind of, you know, one of the grand doms of local cider. Right. You know, and I think she was instrumental in helping build. And if you ever want to chat about like hard cider and how it's made and what they're doing, that's Gretchen is a great resource. That's perfect i know and that episode is fantastic so it's you can so check fun. it out yeah. yeah it is so fun and it's on the magnolia channel if you guys don't remember which is on discovery plus as well exactly um okay so uh, do you have a hard cider that you're sort of gaga over just wondering uh sweetland is it is sweetland oh my gosh yeah are you kidding it's so delicious right and i can do cider like i can't drink beer because of the gluten mm-hmm. aspect i mean mo- i can drink gluten-free beer uh but that's harder to put your hands on unless you're actually buying it yourself. But I always appreciate when a restaurant has uh, has a hard cider. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you that Wild State, which is up in Duluth, it's a Duluth cider company. Yes. I'm not kidding you. They they have just been bowling me over with all of their ciders. And oh, I want to try. Yeah. I feel like I've missed a lot because I've been gone True. for months. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's like, like, yeah, it's like, what happened? What happened? Where these guys I all mean, popped up just within a month? Plus, actually leaving. Yeah, I feel very behind, but it's really fun for me because everything is new to me. This I have everything to discover again. This is true. This is true. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, I mean, like number twelve cider, which is a great 
spot in North Loop. Have you been there yet? Mm-hmm. It's next to Storm King Barbecue. Nope, nope. Um, they what I love about them is they started out way out in you know in uh, the like in a farm in Buffalo, you know, on an apple orchard, and no they way. basically um, had a little tap room and was doing hard pressings out there. And theirs was some of the first hard cider that I really because it's dry. That's it's that's the dry jam. hard cider. Yes, yes, yes. That's almost like you know, it's almost like champagne. Yeah, I mean, you get that that um, you know that type of bubble. Yeah, and uh, and that that dryness i love it and i think there's when you're talking about you know and i remember being at a at a at a tasting at a dinner tasting you know like a like a fancy dinner thing and they were like we're not going to actually have wine because they wanted to do all local like they literally wanted to make everything from um locally made and so and locally grown and so and they didn't even have coffee because of that but so sure. then they said we're not going to do minnesota wines we're going to do minnesota cider yeah and, and so they brought in oh my god these great dry ciders and i thought that was an interesting way of doing a dinner and not worrying so much about like do they like red do they white it's just apples <laughs> it is and uh and pairs beautifully with food it does incredibly extra special food friendly actually yeah because yeah. especially when you think about your pot roast actually i was thinking like <laughs> no kidding a really good dry mm, cider yep. to kind of cut roast, through that, or, yeah. you know, sort of the fattiness too. Like there's something about a dry hard cider that cuts through that in a way that is sort of more spectacular than wine. Yeah, I it's think it's very magic. I mean, I would actually, as much as I love beer and brats together, but I love hard cider with bratwurst. I think that's an incredible combination. Yeah. So. And as we're heading into Oktoberfest season, there's mm-hmm. a lot of brats coming out. Fine with me. I know. And I'm I went okay to with the Madison. Aspect. I went to college in Madison, so I, I had to. Right. I oh, had God. to learn to love Browers. Of course you did, right? Um, but so there's a lot of these guys are here at the Cider Fest today when you go and you have a look. But I do want to I just I just want people to understand like that it's like it's a good thing to go and try some of these ciders. Then just like when and and here the here's the great thing. So there's places like um Minneapolis Cider Company, number twelve ciders in North Loop. Uh, Sweetland is just down south of the city. It's just mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny bit. Yep. There's also Thor's Hard Cider out in Stillwater area. Yeah, and they're actually at the um, Amets Orchard, that super fun orchard, right? And then there's um, Urban Forage is also a local Minneapolis yes. in the city. Yes. And they actually are so cool if you really get to know them. They have like mead and they do fruit wines and they're really all about fruits and, and capturing from gleaning from, you know, city trees. And I love it's it. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Um, but then there's also the places like Keepsake Orchard. And that's the one I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about because we've talked with them before and about them. Um, but they're down in Dundas, you know, Minnesota. And Keepsake Cidery is, um, you know, they're doing all wild yeast fermentation mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff. But what's really kind of cool about them is in the weekends, they have these. It's So here's the deal. Like, there's a lot of parents who are looking for orchards to take their kids to, right? Yep. And we love that stuff. We love apple cannons and corn mazes and all the crazy jumping goats and all the rest. Right, right. right. <laughs> But we do. It's I, I don't know if it's a very Minnesota thing. It feels like it is. It does, and it? it's it's an absolute gift on the weekends when you have small children to be able to go there and let them blow off steam. And then you just get to have this incredibly magical experience. Right. Right. And then the thing is, is that there's always something there's. But I think like what we've missed is that it gets to be where it gets to be 
you know, the Minnetonka apple orchards. And you know, it gets to be almost so crazy that yeah. as adults, we kind of go, I'm not going to go there because it's just insanity. There's puppet shows and craziness and whatever. Right. It's like and, a little mini run fast. In a yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. But I do want to shout out, obviously, Keepsake Orchard in Dundas is a little bit more of an adult time. And I think that that's one of those things that I really love about them on the weekends. They're basically having like uh, acoustic you know, live music, you know, they've got like, you know, live musicians playing. They have their hard cider tasting room and then they have um, the they call it the cider and toasty farm. You know, it's like basically um, they do grilled cheese. Yes, and I like, love toasty sandwiches. Yes. And it's just that thing. And the same thing with Sweetland. It's like, you know, then you take a tour and you learn about apples. Right. It's a, it's a day trip. I love day trips. They're you know, they're very romantic. Yeah. And it feels really good to get out of the city. Yeah. Um, I can't actually even overstate that, that even even just driving a half an hour away, but, you know, more is great too. Um, just changes everything. It's an excellent reset. And this is the thing. It's like, I think in a weird way, we also... Like when I think about ciders and people are people are as weird about not knowing about ciders as they are not knowing about wine. Right. Yes. Like they're like, I don't know what's too sweet. What's too dry. What is dry? What is semi dry? What is all of this? What is wild yeasting? This is where you go and you have a tasting bar and you maybe plunk down 20 bucks or 10 bucks and you taste through six bottles and they talk you through it. Yeah. And you and, decide what you like. It's uh, the, the right one is always the one that you like. Yeah. It doesn't like there's no right or wrong, but it's learning which one yes. is the one that you kind of hearken to. I think this sounds incredible. I know. So that's what I think you should be doing out at the cider, you know, at, either at the cider fest today or if you head down to keepsake any other day. It's a really good time. So that's my that's my hard cider rip. I feel like I wish we had five more days to do all of these I things. Know. I know. I know. But fall is fire. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today and hopefully you guys are now both hungry and thirsty. Because we are. Because <laughs> we are. We're just sitting here thinking about how it would be great if there was like... Uh, like a craft cider vending machine right outside the door. <laughs> that would be for me. With a food truck. With a right food truck right out in the hallway. That would be the dream. Um, but also, if we had beer in a boat, which is kind mm. of the topic that we're going to address now. We have Zach McCormick on the line. Zach, are you there? 
I sure am. All right. Um, Zach is, of course, uh, our beer dabbler friend. And he was on the show not too long ago talking about um, some of the cool things they're doing with beer dabblers. And, you know, Cider Fest, I don't know if you heard us talking about it, Cider Fest, just before this. But, like, the whole idea of a sampling and a fest, really, that started with, I mean, that kind of started with you guys, with the beer dabbler. At, the, at least in this market, anyway. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing it for a long time. We love our festivals, and we love all of the fans we've gotten to meet over the years that we've been doing this. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously. And the idea of, like, you know, being able to interact, I love the idea. Because when I was in my 20s, there were no beer festivals. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we never got yeah. to do this. Well, they're called frat parties. They were called frat parties. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and the beer, it was not great. It was, like, you know, point. Stevens Point beer. That was horrible. But, um... There is something to say about the fact that we, in this food universe that we've all cultured with each other, that there's a place where we want to go meet the people making our stuff, right? And that's really what the beer festivals have turned into, is sort of not just sipping and wearing pretzel necklaces, but chatting people (laughs) up, right? And that's where you guys, I think, did such a good job. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I mean, that's why we're excited to try out this new kind of festival that we've done. So, you know, we've uh, we last time I was on the show, I was talking about a sort of a new type of festival that we were doing this summer with the reverse beer dabbler. Yeah. And this summer we're doing another new type of festival and it's called the beer paddler. And this time we're doing one on a boat. It's on a boat. How have we not had a festival on a boat? Honestly, what's taking you so long, Zach? (laughs) You know, it's been something that we've been talking about for years, right? Like I think I remember being, you know, I've been with the beer dabbler for two, three years at this point. I remember it being kicked around in the office a lot. And, you know, this summer we just decided like, Let's do it. Let's give the people what we want. And so we're going to be uh, uh, taking a journey uh, this next Friday, September 24th, aboard the Paddleford River Boats, which uh, uh, dock right there in uh, Harriet Island Park uh, at a place called Kelly's Landing. It's going to be a really scenic place to start the beer festival out. Uh, we're going to have a barbecue picnic to start the evening out provided by Storm King Group okay. Hub and Barbecue, which is that new spot in the North Loop. Yep. And we're just really excited about it. It's going to be a blast. This is excellent. So and then so the deal is people are going to come. They have their barbecue on land and then they get on the boat. And then it's like, how many, you know, how many uh, breweries are we sampling from? Yeah, so there'll be 24 different breweries and cideries on the uh, on the boat itself. We'll be taking a two-hour cruise around the Mississippi River Valley. The riverboats that we're going to be on from Paddleford um, are actually traveling down the river as a uh, like a linked pair of two boats. So it's really, it's going to be a really cool experience. We're going to get to have breweries on both boats, on both decks. Uh, you're going to be able to sample all these different um, cool, rare, unique beers from a bunch of really great local breweries that we're really excited about. So it's going to be a really fun experience. It's so interesting. Like people don't. I think that it's weird that we have this great mighty Mississippi. It's part of our total, you know, culture. But I think a lot of people don't book paddle boat cruise, you know, things because I I think they don't know like what's it going to be like. What am I going to do? And I think having like a beer festival on a board is just a great reason to like try and go explore that sort of side of the of the river and that life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, there's there's a tendency to sort of think of, um, you know, I've probably only been on the river like once or twice on right. these boats. And I think that people think of them as kind of a stuffy experience. Right. right. And so that's kind of why we wanted to bring the beer dabbler energy to it is to kind of bring this sort of, yeah, more festive, you know, the craft beer, that kind of down to earth thing. Like you said, that ability to talk to these breweries, get to know them. It's going to be an intimate, small festival aboard a couple of riverboats, and you're still going to get all of those beautiful 
Mississippi River views, with the leaves changing, hopefully just a little bit here next Friday. We're yeah. really excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So have you noticed, like you guys are trying to do some of this creative restructuring of like, of, of beer sampling events. Do you think that people are craving something different? Are they getting tired of the big events or is this just a different way of coming at this? You know, we originally conceived of uh, Beer Paddler and Reverse Beer Dabbler earlier this summer when we were trying to sort of um, come up with events that were a little bit smaller in scale, you know, given everything that's been going on with the pandemic this year. Right. Uh, we were sort of thinking, like, if we get to have our full-size festivals, great, but we should also come up with these smaller experiences for folks that maybe don't want or um, have the comfort level to go to the larger festivals. And so that's kind of why we came up with both of these. The Riverboat Cruise being one, again, that was something that we kind of wanted to do pre-COVID. Yeah. But in a post-pandemic you know, pandemic world, we were able to say, hey, our fans want a smaller festival. Let's give it to them. But let's also do this thing that we've always wanted to do on a boat, you know? Yeah, right. No kidding. So are all the craft, the craft brewers in town and I guess, you know, like regionally and, and does this kind of thing help them? Is this is this something that like is a just like one of those marketing things they feel like they have to do? Or do you feel like this really helps them and drives traffic to their to their you know tap rooms? We, you know, what we hear from our brewery partners is it's kind of twofold. There is that great hand-to-hand, especially these smaller festivals, ability to really talk to your customers and, you know, let them ask you questions about these beers, um, show them some stuff that they might not see on a shelf at a liquor store and a tap handle that they would have to kind of come to your brewery for, right? Some of these more unique flavors. So the, there's the marketing aspect, but then also we found that there's a great networking aspect for these breweries themselves to talk to other breweries in town. Um, every brewery oh. these days is collaborating with other breweries right. for these little one-off beers. So I think it's really, it's, it's a, uh, it's a benefit for these breweries to get to know the other people in their community, especially if they're newer in town and uh, be able to lean on those resources later for collaborations or getting help or any of that kind of stuff. That's true. That is a really great reason. I totally forgot about that. Part. Yeah, I know you that just aspect think about of the it. Brewery with the customer. You forget right. about the breweries with the breweries. Right. And they don't get to see like there isn't like a big gathering unless there's something like this. That's right. It's yeah. not like they have like, you know, they they I mean, I'm sure they can have happy hours with each other. But right. I mean, it's probably best like everyone's so busy and so, you know, strapped for time that this is the kind of thing that I think really helps them and and you know us as drinkers. Okay, Zach, I got to ask you about fall beers because I am sort of right. wondering about the pumpkin beer situation. Are we are people still making pumpkin beers? Does anybody care? It's fa- it's fascinating. You know, we were just actually talking about this in the office uh, earlier this week and maybe uh, we're thinking about doing some video content based around it for our YouTube channel. Do it. Do, to do it. A little bit of that lately. Uh, pumpkin beer to me personally, I the pumpkin spice flavored beers are not something that I'm particularly interested <laughs> in. It's a tough flavor for me. They tend to be really cloying, you know, really yeah. sweet, like a, maybe a little syrupy. But um, my coworker, Brian, who's our creative director of the company, he's been really leaning on me in the office to try some of these sort of new school pumpkin beers where rather than it being about that pumpkin spice flavor, they're trying to actually get you to try uh, a beer that's got a little bit more of a gourd a vegetal flavor. To we it. we, yeah, we exactly. call it vegetal. That's right. That's how I'm feeling. There you go. I am 100% in and, and listeners know that my rave was, I love the Yama Jamma or the, yeah, the Jamma Yama Jamma from exactly Indeed it. for a long time, which was a yam beer, which is a little mm-hmm. bit, not, yeah. not so much like the idea that it was super like cinnamony. It, it was more vegetal. And they and that's where I am leaning. Like I want a squash beer. Like I want. And by the way, pumpkin beers have been made since freaking like the founding fathers' times. It's not new. We just 
when we make it into a piece of pie, that's the problem. Right. And that turns people off. It does. Yeah. Right. So have you heard of other people who is anybody locally doing this new vegetal sort of vibe? Style. Oh, my goodness. I should have prepped this. I'm I mean, sorry. Not off the top of my head. Yeah. But uh, hey, tell you what, like I mentioned, we're going to probably put up. Okay. You put up the YouTube blog, thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out on Beer Dabbler. Uh, Beer Dabbler's YouTube page. We'll okay. We'll do. I will count on you and then we'll load you up and put you on the uh, on the Facebook page as well. Okay. I actually want to ask one more thing about fall beers, like the Oktoberfest beers. Is there anybody yes. who's like killing it in the Oktoberfest field for you? Absolutely. I mean, I could, uh, how long do you got? Yeah, <laughs> three minutes, Zach, really, three really minutes. <laughs> we just put out a video of this uh, about this, too. There's kind of two different types of Oktoberfest beers. Uh, there's the uh, the Mertzen, which yep. is the uh, little maltier, a little more caramely, darker in color. And yep. then there's the Fest beer, which is a little more blonde, like a traditional lager, right? Right. Um, the Mertzens are the old style. The Fest beers are relatively new. I love both, and I like to kind of mix and match. My favorite Fest beer in town is probably either... Um, it's, I mean, Fair State makes an amazing yes. one. Their Fest beer is really worth checking out. It's got this nice, hoppy crispness to it. I really love that. Uh, up north uh, in uh, Superior, Wisconsin, Castle Danger's Fest beer is actually really good as well. We just got that one in at the office, and I've been really enjoying it. For Meritzen's, I like to go with the classic uh, breweries that have some German influence to them. So Shells, right? Yes. Their, their Shells Oktoberfest. It's, just, it's so good. Um Summit, their Oktoberfest. I love it. It's classic. It's delicious. So those are those are my old standbys when it comes to this all is, the Oktoberfest beers. Okay, I was excited because I did see that uh, Fair State, they're doing their, like, they're having their party today, their co-Oktoberfest, and they were doing tappings of their Fest beers from directly from the tanks, I think. Or they had a few of those. Ooh, I know! Oh, man. I know, and that's what, so when you said that, there. I was thinking that that would have been a place that I could go today and grab, I don't know if I can still go, but I don't know. But, like, this is the thing, is, like, I think the Oktoberfest are rolling, they're kind of kicked off this weekend. You know, like, Oudapils has got it going on, and and Fair State's got yeah. theirs, and Badger Hill, and everybody else. Is it is it just like, is is it just like that's kind of what's happening at craft breweries right now? Is, like, they're all focusing on that, do you think? Or is Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, Why not? Yeah, I think Oktoberfest <laughs> season kind of started early this year. Mm-hmm. Every brewery um, kind of wants to get a jump on it, right? Because it's a really popular beer style. And yeah. You want to sell it out before it's before you're stuck with it, right? Right. So I think people were starting as early as July, but if we were in Germany, I don't think they're actually having it this year because of COVID. But yeah, this weekend would be this Saturday would be the first Saturday of the Oktoberfest festival yeah. back mm. in Germany. So I think that's why people are doing it. It, it. it just fits the right kind of time of season, and it's sort of the tradition of the festival. But I think you'll see events rolling out from here well through you know mid October, just depending on I when too. we had time to post an event. So yeah, good. Get get that Oktoberfest while the getting's good out there, people. Seriously, good. Okay, uh, Zach. Quickly before we go, how do we? What, how much are tickets for the paddle uh, for the beer paddler? Beer paddler tickets are eighty five dollars, which includes that dinner uh, that I mentioned earlier from uh, Storm King, unlimited samples of the boat, live music, all that jazz. And you can find those at beerdabbler.com. It'll Perfect. be right there on the homepage. Okay, and that's next Friday. So if you guys are looking for a Friday fun thing, that's a great thing to do. All right, Zach, thanks so much for your beer intel. We are going to look for, th- I'm looking for those pumpkin beer web. Uh, so send that me that link when you get that up on Sounds your YouTube. Great. Thanks so much for having me on the show, y'all. Okay, Zach, talk to you later. Thanks, Bye. you guys. We'll be right back. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Knob Creek. Steph Meyer, thank you for being here today. I've loved it. It's been fun. It's been two so hours. Fun. Like, what? 
And we have had like, <laughs> by the way, and we're also, yeah, like it's like a super intense Steph hang. Yeah, because last night was supposed to be like a really quick happy hour. Four, four hours, hours later, I got home. Four hours of happy hour. Yes. Happy four hours. We didn't even scratch the surface. No, and so I was like, let's just keep it going. We I'll were both, see you in a few hours. Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to see you tomorrow <laughs> twice. It'll be fine. It's all great. That's how it rolls. Especially when I haven't seen you for like four months. That's right. So that's how that works. I have to tell you about the coyotes howling at, you know, yeah. 11 p.m. I don't know. I have more to say than that. Okay. <laughs> um, I just want to say, like, I have to tell you that, like, I am literally now only thinking about pumpkin beers. Like, not the pumpkin spicy beers, but the good pumpkin beer. So I'm really excited that Zach and the Beer Dabbler kids are going to put up a video talking about it. So I'm going to post that as soon as we can because, you guys, we got to try them. And and here's my other thing with you especially. Cooking with those pumpkin beers yeah. is outstanding. I feel like someone should collaborate with you and create a Stuff March pumpkin, pumpkin beer, beer and let you weigh in on the yeah. palate aspect because you have a rock star palate. I feel like that should happen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we should. Okay, well, everybody, listen up and make that happen. I, I don't know. care. I just she really, did not ask me to say that. No, by the I way. didn't. I just really want. I remember Yama Jamma from Indeed, and that was a sweet potato, and that got a little bit weird. And but I mean, I used to cook with that, and I would make the pot roast with it. I made some beer cheese soup with it. Oh, you know, just so it'd be incredible. So with great, both of those things. yeah. yeah. I know. It. I made beer bread. In fact, I might make some beer bread this weekend. Because that feels like what I want to do. And you could actually have a slice. Yeah. Before Jake ate it. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe so. But then again, then I'm like, do I really need a whole loaf? You know? <laughs> That's the other bummer. Is like, now I'm like, I go in from complete consumption to right. now it's just me. Freezer. Freezer. Use your freezer. freezer. I know. Seriously. Um Talking about some of the stuff that's happening. Um, you guys, it is literally, as we talked about, there are so many Oktoberfests that kicked off this weekend. And there's so many great ones happening. And there's it's going to keep going. So if you've already made your plans this weekend and you can't seem to get to some of them, you know, don't worry about it. Then you have next weekend. And next weekend. weekend, after, weekend oh, my after. God. There's a lot. But and the weather's the, just getting better and better and better. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, like, just cool it down, yo. This 86 <sighs> that's supposed it. to show up tomorrow. Forget it. But nonetheless, today is a great day to get out. Forgotten Star Brewing, which is up in Fridley, Friendly Fridley, is one of those places. It's a great, great brewery. It's made out of an old munitions like warehouse. And it's along the train track. It's in an office park. It's like you have to literally drive to find it. Yeah. But it's one of those great places. And here's the good news. They just won a gold medal from the Great American Beer Fest for their German Schwarz beer. So a little bit of a darker beer. Mm -hmm. But they won a gold medal and they've got a ton of partying happening for Oktoberfest yesterday and today. They have like 11 bands. They've got Aki's Breadhouse pretzels, the best. Uh, they've got food trucks, sauerkraut sausages, all that kind of thing. Log rolling, oh. Heimerschlagen, all the things. All the things. That you want to just wander up and do. Like that's the other thing. Most of these Oktoberfests at breweries are just wander up. You yeah. don't have to make reservations, which a lot of us are getting frustrated by. Right, that we all right. have to do yep. these things. Yep, you can just uh, and you it's can outside. be spontaneous. Mm. And it's outside, so if you're feeling weird about crowds, Oktoberfests are your best bet because it's, you know, it's not state fair quality size, right. but yet it's smaller groups, and, you know, you Which you can so usually fun. find space. Yes. I mean, I was just going to say that while you guys were chatting about beer that, you know, I'm thinking about weddings, for instance, one, because my son is getting married in a year, but, you know, the pandemic meant that people had to take these large events and make them smaller, and guess what? They were more fun. Yeah. That's the I know. thing that everyone's discovering. I know. I'm all for the the little bit smaller, a yeah. little bit more private event. Right. 
super fun. Yeah, I think so too. Just on a, a you know, a little Mix bit. It up. Yeah, and also just like maybe hitting a few of very directed things and making plans and everything else, but also just being able to wander in and sort of keeping it loose is kind of nice too. Yeah. I do love that. Um, like I said, Uda Pills, which is in Bryn Mawr, they've got Gerhardt's Brats there today. They've got uh, German trivia, meat raffle, Polish folk dancing, brass bands. That's also next weekend. There's is this weekend and next weekend. Oh, good. So that's okay. great. Um, Prize Fest is happening today, and that's there on the river. Prize Brewery, which is really fun. They've got liter steins that you can buy. Commemorative liter steins full of beer for twenty five bucks. Which I mean, if you have a liter of beer, I think you're done. I don't know. <laughs> you need so. two liters of beer. I don't know. It doesn't fit your macros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Seriously. Um, you know that's kind of, and they've got a lot of great music today too. Shocktoberfest in in uh, Shakopee at Badger Hill Brewing. They started with a beer run um, that kicks off in like ten minutes, I think. Um, and they've got food trucks and games. There's very family friendly there too. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. And then Fair State. That's the other one that we were talking about. That yeah. is, they've got you know fest beer pours straight from the tank. I mean, it's also their seventh birthday today. So wish wish them happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But and I seven do, is a lucky number. Yeah. Right. Um, Here's another thing. If you're maybe not into the beer aspect of today, of this weekend, do you know, we haven't done this and this is a thing we have to go do, but Axbridge uh, Winery, which is north, which is in the North Loop and it's part of the Shram Vineyards, you know, collective, but they have a winery in the North Loop and they're doing a grape stomp today. Oh, really? I know. Is that hysterical? So they grow their grapes, you know, and they bring them in um, and they have this, they're doing it. In the back, they have a great loading dock patio in the North Loop. And it's um, it's really one of those great things where it's like they're going to do you buy a glass of wine that every time you buy a glass of wine, your name goes into the raffle. OK. And so then they raffle off the chance the to do the stomping. Yeah. And then if you do make the most ju- juice out of your stomping, then you get like a prize or something. Oh, I know. Amazing. But it's one of those things where like, I don't know if you've never stomped grapes before. Right. You, would, I mean, you only get to do it if you have traveled, if you're in Napa or if you're in right. you know, France, France, Italy, Italy. Yeah. Yeah, Spain. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. So that's North Loop. Uh, that's happening today. And um, my yeah, my uh, pro tip is just jam the juice toward the spigot. Like that's oh, how you get the most juices is, is sort of tips. clearing the stuff away. But then, you know, like making sure that the juice gets toward the spigot, spigot of so your that you apparel. can win so that you can win. Because really what's most important here is winning. winning. <laughs> totally winning. Um, okay, I also have to say that on the feed I made a mistake and I talked about the third annual Thai Street Food Fest at Wat Pramachiran, which is in St. Louis Park, the Buddhist temple. It's today. It's not Sunday. It's today. So this is a great street food festival, Thai street food. You can like order online, which I think is great, and then show up, grab your food and sit down, or oh, you can grab it idea. and walk around, yeah. however you want to do it. But that is a really good, yummy thing to be doing today, too. I'm just saying it. Um, what is your big thing? Like, what is your favorite fall thing to do? Like, as far as go, we're saying that we have to go out and do more things. Right. Well, this is what I want to do. I want us to go take a day trip. That's my yeah. favorite fall thing to do. And I don't, you know, my problem is that I always try to plan it around the perfect leaf viewing and then leaf peeping. Uh, yeah. And that's great. But you, guess what? There's a lot of gorgeous leaves in the city. Yeah. And I, I refuse to sort of plan around that. We just need to go. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Uh, for a day, let's do it. I want a day trip. Yeah. I insist. <laughs> I insist will, upon a lady day trip. It will happen. Okay. With all the ladies. That's good. I know. 
No, I'm in. I'm in. And that's the thing is like, I know a bunch of some of my friends are heading up to Brainerd, you know, next weekend and I couldn't join them because of other things, but um, this is the manly crew. Ah, and yeah, they're go- and so like, it's, I know and it's going to be so much fun. And I just because of other, you know, commitments, I can't do it. But I feel like that's the more that if we can do those kind of things yeah. with each other and we don't even have to make that big of a commitment. I no. mean, literally, we don't even have to plan. Like you're saying, a lot of these places you can just drop in. You don't have to plan it ahead. Let's get in your car yeah. and go. Yeah. Your car is meant for road trips. It is meant for road trips. I love this. I know. I got to clean out and the backseat. Just day trip. Just day trip. Right. It's right. Like get up in the morning and then go. Like yep. a Sunday is a great thing for that. Let's. This, these are plans. All right. We will report right. back. We're going to report back. Um, there's a lot of things opening right now and like kind of new things are sort of popping up and maybe not big giant new things, but like I, we had talked about All Saints opening in the Bardo space um, in Northeast. That's going to be a marvelous restaurant, by the way. That's You and I had so gone beautiful. to when it was Bardo and it's a beautiful space and you guys it's just going to be one of those like like here's what I'm going to say it's an adult restaurant it's a restaurant that you're going to want to go to dinner at and like with your friends and have great glasses of wine sitting on the patio and not have I mean like there's a burger on the menu and that's fine I'm just saying like you can feel great about ordering some scallops and some carrot puree with like tabbouleh Yeah. And truly one of the most beautiful patios in the city. Seriously. It's kind of undersung. It's super undersung. Mm -hmm. And I think because it was sort of like, you know, like I think that it just wasn't, I think it was hard to sort of, you know, make it. Well, the road construction. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Not a great patio to sit on, which was really unfortunate, but that's all done now. And it really is one of the top patios in the city. Yeah. So Remy Pettis, who was the chef at Bardo, and that was, you know, his bag trying to make that work. And he worked really hard. And it was his. It was spectacular. It was a great spot. But he. Amazing cook. And so now that that had to go and that the cycle of Bardo ended and now he is actually at the Dakota, Mm -hmm. which is open again. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but like, that's another thing we talk about doing. We have to go to shows. We talked about it last night. Yeah. And it's like, they are so, I'm so excited that they're open again because, you know, the idea that you can go see a, you know, a national level jazz show of musicians and it's right here in the Twin Cities. And if you, you can eat Remy's Southern food without even having to book a show because you can go early and sit at the bar and you don't have to have a ticket. Yeah. Oh, heaven. I know, right? Art. Art. Let's have more art, you guys. We're all into it. More tacos, more art, more gin martinis and Gibsons. It's all there for you. It's all there. Ciao, ciao, everybody. Have a good weekend. Yay. Thank you.